Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's playoff time. Big stakes, bigger promotions. Every day of basketball's playoffs, DraftKings will have $20,000 in total prizes up for grabs. The best part, it's free to get your shot at these daily cash prizes. DraftKings will be offering two free-to-play pools every day of the NBA playoffs, offering players a free shot at $20,000 in total prizes. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign on to get your free shot at $20,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. Promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and Buffalo Fanatics. As always, I'm Brendan. I'm Taylor. And there's really, as we know, and it's just going to kind of be this way for a little bit, but not a whole lot going on right now in, in Sabres land at the moment. But what is going on right now is the semifinals of the NHL playoffs. And that got underway actually on Sunday in a Game one matchup between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders, which saw the Islanders in a bit of a surprising upset, pull out the W over Tampa Bay. And it was a pretty entertaining game all in all. Uh, Monday night kicks off the Montreal and Vegas series. So, Taylor, let's just get right into it here. What are your thoughts as we're now into the into the semis here? How are you going to see each of these series playing out? Well, it is interesting. This is a rematch with the Islanders in Tampa. Like, it feels like it's a big surprise the Islanders are here, but they were here last year. And by last year, I mean like eight months ago. Uh, obviously, Tampa's a favorite in that series, but based on today, I don't, I don't know what to say about the Islanders. You can't look at them and just be like, well, it's luck. I mean, they've gotten better every year. Third year in a row, they've advanced in the playoffs. It's definitely not just luck. It's not just goaltending either, but they obviously get very, very good goaltending and they support that goaltending with a very good defensive system. And it just feels like they pounce whenever there's one mistake by the other team, which is what they did today to win two one. So even though talent wise, there's just no comparison between the two teams, especially the yeah. two forward groups. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you, you guys at home can't see what I'm doing here, but it's like, this is the NHL. It wouldn't be that weird if the Islanders went to the cup. Uh, on the other side, we haven't today while you're listening to this, Montreal and Vegas are going to play game one. That should be just a blowout. This is probably either the first or second best team that was in the playoffs this year, Vegas, based on the regular season. And Montreal 
is the worst team in the playoffs or was maybe they're a little bit better than Winnipeg. I mean, they swept Winnipeg. So the regular season version of Montreal, though, not good again, it is hockey, but man, I, I can't see Montreal doing this three times in a row. There's I know no they've won way. seven games in a row and I know Carey Price has been great in the playoffs of late, but man, I, I can't see this happening. I really think Vegas is going to win. The thing is for whatever reason, we never get the fun Stanley cup that we want. The, the best version this year would have been Tampa, Colorado. I think everyone would more than settle for Tampa Vegas. Well, last year we almost got Tampa Vegas. We have three of these teams were in the conference finals last year. And the other team that was in the conference finals, Dallas did not make the playoffs this year for various reasons. But as you might remember, they made the cup mm-hmm. last year. We did not get Tampa Vegas. We got Tampa Dallas, which was kind of not great. Nah. The year prior, we Tampa Bay got knocked out in the first round. We got blues Bruins all as well. That ends well, but we never really get that cup. Like we never like in, in 2018, even for example, like, we also could have got Tampa Vegas in 2018. We're very close to that happening, but we could have got the, I think it was, was it the, Oh, is the, it was the jets, but we, none of these years, if we had the sharks, for example, in 2019, we almost had the sharks back when they were still good. So I have a feeling that trend might continue and maybe we end up with the Islanders in Vegas. Can you imagine if the Stanley cup this year is the Islanders and the Canadians? No, I literally can't. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I don't want to guarantee anything in hockey, but man, how would Vegas not beat Montreal? How, how the hell would that happen? I mean, I'm fully expecting it to be an ass whooping. And, uh, and I say that with full confidence that this won't come back to bite us. I mean, this is just so lopsided, this series. Like you said, I mean, you talked about what Montreal has going for them and mainly, you know, being Carey Price, being Carey Price right now, but Vegas just overmatches them in pretty much every facet of the game, aside from probably goaltending at this point. It's not even close. Yeah, and Vegas's goaltending is probably just as good. Like, Carey Price wasn't good this year. No. Like, at all. He, he, he's straight up not a good goalie. I mean, he hasn't been all that great in the past couple of regular seasons. Obviously, he was very good in the playoffs both of the past two years, but, man, they're not good. They're not a good team. Like the Islanders don't have firepower is the easiest way to put it. Scoring wise. They have one forward. I would consider elite in Barzal, but do they even have a bad forward? Like it's bizarre. This, this quote unquote identity line, which is a lame ass nickname has three guys that like three years ago, I would have said, Jesus, that line's awful, but it works. It works for what they do. I mean, I'm sure having Barry Trotz helps, but the Cal Clutter Black, Matt, Matt Martin. And I forgot who the other guy in that line is either way. There's two Cal Clutterbucks. Cal's Clutterbuck. There's two of them. Cal's Clutterbuck, actually. Correct. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But, like, at no point do they have bad players on the ice. And Getting Kyle Palmieri, obviously, has helped as well. The goaltending's good. But they lost Hayes. Hayes is really good. I would have – I don't know. The Islanders, though, they have that system, and, like, it makes sense. The Canadians, I mean, the guys that they have that you know of, like Corey Perry, washed. Corey Perry was washed last year. Shea Weber is not washed, but he's not unwashed either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I think also, too, I mean, they've gotten there, I think, on the backs of the younger players, too. I think if you just look at the growth of Nick Suzuki over the past couple of years – 
I mean, what a player he's blossomed into. And he came over in the Max Pacioretty deal. So he was originally a draft pick of Vegas a couple of years back. And boy, that deal really seemed to work out on both ends because Suzuki has been phenomenal for them. I mean, he's been their, their go-to center. Uh, you know, Jesper Kota, Kota Kiemi, Kota Niemi, blah, there we go. Uh, him as well, you know, third overall pick from a couple of years back. And he has shown up for them and has been solid for them. Um, I mean, you know, Buffalo 2, Buffalo Sabre, Cole Caulfield, a little callback to last week's episode. <laughs> he even, I mean, he really just came up, you know, for the playoffs, but he has made some huge plays for them in crunch time that have, and not even him scoring, like he set up a couple of game-winning goals for them, like so far in, the, in these playoffs. Like their, their younger guys have come through for them and have been pretty solid for them. You're right, though, that they don't, have a whole lot to offer in the sense of me, I guess, viewing them as a, as a Stanley cup contender, or even for that matter, you know, as a, as a conference final contender and, and, or whatever, is it called the conference finals this year? Or is it just like no, the, the NHL semifinals? That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. That, um, so I mean, I wouldn't have even expected it. I, I don't think either. Did you have them making the playoffs this year? I don't think I did. Um, I don't know. I think we both had Calgary in instead of that. We did. We did. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's surprising. It's shocking. You know, um, I, I just, I don't think that they're going to have the magic though, to be able to do this again. I, I think that they, maybe their luck is going to run out this, this time around and we'll eventually, you know, end up seeing uh, Vegas square off against who do you think is going to, do you have a prediction to make on who's going to come out of that series? You know, I'm just, it, I'm going to say the Islanders. I'm going to say that's who screws this thing up for us. I mean, Islanders Vegas would just be kind of, not kind of, that would be a terrible cup. Mm -hmm. I would not enjoy that in all likelihood. And Tampa Vegas is the fun one. So I guess the, the chaos ridiculous one, the Islanders Canadians one, at least that's something, but I think that would be the the best evidence anyone would have to go. That season wasn't real. That was a Mm -hmm. fake season, which would be fair enough, man. So the thing though with Carey Price the last two years, he's been a 909 and a 901 goalie in the regular season. Not good. Not mm-hmm. good at all. And he, in the playoffs, has been 936 last year and 935 this year. Oof. Yeah. Pretty Oof. good. Wow. Pretty good goaltending this this wow. Carey Price guy is providing. He, uh, he knows how to play that goalie. Yeah. It's interesting because people have been like, oh, you know – he maybe doesn't have in the regular season or he's too old to be healthy consistently enough or whatever to be a good regular season goalie. But like, he's just always brought it in the playoffs. And let me tell you something I'm looking right now. That is not true. <laughs> um, his first playoff run in 08, when he was a very young guy, he's a 901. That's not good. The next year in, in 09, he was an 878. That's not good. Goodness. Uh, in 2010, you might remember that he wasn't, he lost his job to Halak, who was doing incredible. He ended up playing four games at an 890. Uh, 2011, seven game series, 934. Very good. They lost in the first round, though. Uh, and missed the playoffs next year. At 2013, as an 894. He has a bunch of bad years in the playoffs. However, after that, 919, 920, 933, 936, 935. Of late, it's been a lot better. Definitely. And this year's probably the best. Oh, last year maybe too, but this year, man, are they are they the worst conference finalists? I mean, 2017 Ottawa, 
always gets thrown out there. That's a bad one. Yeah, but does Montreal have a player, though, to the level of, like, a Carlson who pretty much, like, helped drag them there? I'm going to say no. No. That that auto team had Carlson and Stone. Yeah. And who else? Who's their third best player? Mike Hoffman? Bobby Ryan. <laughs> um, was he even healthy when they're in the playoffs? He I, that, was, I believe that feels he was. like a fever dream to me. Yeah. That Islanders team or that uh, that uh, Ottawa team. That was a very bad year in the East, though. So wild. But this is a, the, the North Division, too. I guess you can't get past that. I don't know. Let me, I'm going to look up this Ottawa team because they I remember them being like stunningly untalented <laughs> and then they were in game seven overtime with the Penguins to go to the cup in the conference finals man all right let's take a look at these the eventual Yikes, cup champions right that's right uh the third leading scorer was Kyle Turris wow the fifth leading scorer was Derek Broussard <laughs> wow they had Pajot was sixth oh, man yeah this is oh, a yeah, Pajot, well, wow. Fanouf was on this team mm, ooh. Alex Burroughs was on this team. Phil Veroni was on this team. Was is this this has got to be post Gabrick, right? Or in Ottawa? Yeah, he was there briefly. Uh he would have been on the Kings at this time, right? Hold on a second here. They also had Chris Dreiger played one game for them in the regular season. Get out. That's interesting. Yeah, well, you're kind of right here in the playoff scoring. Bobby Ryan was second in scoring for them in the playoffs. No, somehow, none of them were a point of game. They, I've, I've never seen a team go to the conference finals and not have a point of game guy. I mean, the Sabres probably in 99, I assume. Also one of the worst. Taylor, the, this Ottawa team that we're looking at right now, is this 17-18 or 16-17? 16-17. Okay, Gabrick was there in 17-18. He was? Yeah, man. He, I mean, it was short. It was abbreviated because it happened in the uh, the Kings trade. He got traded over there. He was a cap dump, and uh, he played the rest of the season out with Ottawa. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think they they trade Carlson, Ryan, and Hoffman within a year of making the conference final. I think they might have. No, Ryan wasn't traded, I don't think, because of his contract. Oh, oh the trade. Sorry, I got to mean Ryan. I meant Carlson, Hoffman, and Stone. Yeah. Yeah, because Bobby Ryan's still there. No, he's with Detroit. Oh, that's right, because he had the hat trick this year when he came back. Yeah, from rehab. That's right. Clark MacArthur was on this team. Clark MacArthur, what could have been? Yeah, seriously. Wow. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's enough about those guys. Apparently, because Chris Neal was on that team too, so no more being wistful. About oh those yeah, guys. we don't. Never mind. Yeah. Well, Take anyway, I'm. Real quick. Yeah, I would be more excited for the conference final in a world where I don't know. It's not that the, I don't want the Islanders there, but I don't want the Islanders and Canadians both lingering right now. Of course not. I don't know. It feels bad that they both get to be here in Colorado. Doesn't it's very bad. It's wrong. I mean, it, I know I had said this, I believe a couple episodes ago, we both, I think talked about it, but if you really wanted to stack the two best teams in the league up against each other this year, it's the, it's the matchup that we just watched between Colorado and Vegas. That would have been the Stanley cup. I would have wanted to see to have the two best teams facing off against each other. Yeah. I know we just had it then, but I feel like it's, it's, it's just different when it happens later than the second round. Yeah. 
So everybody, like how everybody would always get bummed about like Pittsburgh and Washington playing each other so early. It reminds me of that in 09, there was Pittsburgh and Washington. And then also Detroit played Anaheim because the president's trophy winning team was the Sharks who got upset in the 1-8 matchup against Anaheim. Anaheim had Hiller, who was super hot that year. Mm. And Anaheim wasn't particularly good at that point. And they went seven with Detroit. Meanwhile, Caps-Pens went seven. And then you get these conference finals, and it's like Penguins have to face the Hurricanes because the Hurricanes upset the Bruins in seven. And Detroit has to face, like, upstart Chicago. It's only like Kane and Tays the second year. It's like, well, come on. They're not going to win. Right. There's third year. It was their third year, I think. Uh, who knows? No, second year. Second year. I was right the first time. And what happens? Both the series are terrible because they basically already played their conference final. I mean, there's always the opportunity that a team screws up or something like that, but they didn't. Obviously, neither of them did. Yeah. It's annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I actually want to look up uh, something real quick. Because there's an interesting thing, but I want to get well, at least one fact right when I'm doing it. There's a, an interesting comparison to this Colorado team, Brendan, and it's their most hated rival, or at least it was 20 years ago, the Detroit Red Wings. So I'm looking real quick because I want, just want to make sure I get all these. The Red Wings, uh, I'm, hold on, I'm holding my, my finger to my ear here. Oh, saying that the Red Wings were very good in the 90s. I don't know if you heard about this. I don't think I have. Where are they from again? I don't I don't know if I know them. Yeah, they're no. from Michigan. Oh, of course, the East Lansing Red Wings. Duh. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. So the Ann Arbor Red Wings uh, won two straight Stanley Cups in 97 and 98. And that's after being good. They were in the cup in 95. They, in 95, 96, they won 62 games and lost in the conference finals to Colorado. And then they won two straight cups, both of which were sweeps. In 99, they're very good again. The trade deadline. So this is our, you, everyone knows who was on those teams. Incredible, incredible team. They obviously had Shanahan by that point. And then they trade in the 99 deadline. They trade for Chris Chelios, for Alf Samuelson, wow. for Wendell Clark, and Bill Ranford. And they did what Colorado did. So they, I think they won the president's trophy or no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I think Dallas did. So they were the two seed, but they had stocked up at the deadline with like three more hall of famers. So people are like, well, they're, they're probably the favorite now. Dallas had never won anything. And they sweep the first round, just like Colorado did. And they got and they get, they get Colorado in the second round, the, the avalanche from, 22 years ago and they go up 2-0 just like the avalanche did this year and then the avalanche did what vegas did this year and win four in a row and all of a sudden detroit's like what the hell happened which is the same thing i would think if i was colorado i think everyone thought a week ago at this time or just maybe over a week ago colorado could roll to the cup they could if they're going to kick vegas's ass like this who who stands a chance and now it's just like it's over it's crazy, but the, I, the 99 Red Wings thing, the reason it stands out is when they were up 2-0, I was listening to the, the Puck Soup podcast, and Sean McIndoe, Down Goes Brown on Twitter, mentioned the Red Wings, and then the, the same thing happened. It also kind of reminds me of the 2012 Western Conference Finals in basketball, which was Spurs-Thunder, kind of the same thing, except obviously it was a third round. The Spurs were not 6-0, they were 10-0, and they lost four in a row. 
anyway, I, I can't help but feel that one of the three best teams is out. And it's definitely strange. Now we're going to talk about this. What about this lack of parity in the NHL? I, what are we going to do? I mean, you mean to tell me that the same three teams just can't keep cycling through to win the cup every year? That seems three a little ridiculous. teams from the conference finals last year. And the only reason it's not four is because of COVID. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't actually mean that, but, yeah. um, and look at, look at the NBA, which has significantly better parity. If, if Denver loses this game, they're losing right now while we're recording, they're out, which means that there would be no teams left from last year's conference finals. Yep. Your beloved Boston Celtics, the Miami heat, <laughs> And the LA Lakers all lost in the first round. Denver is definitely going to lose in the second. They're down 3-0 in the series. So that there's never been that kind of comeback in the NBA. Wow. Do we have a yeah. parity issue in the NHL? We might. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I mean, at least we'll hopefully get to see something entertaining. If I, I still am holding on to Tampa Vegas working out. I, I think that that'll just, be such an entertaining series. And like you said, I mean, I think that in a way the legitimacy of the season is maybe on the line a little bit because you're right. People are going to kind of rag on it. If the, if the Stanley cup is between Montreal and the Islanders, just. It's going to look really stupid, really, really dumb. Like, I don't think that there would have been anybody who ahead of the playoffs would have predicted that, that to be the, the Stanley cup final. Um, or even before the season for that matter too, but like even as recent as a couple weeks ago when the playoffs started. So, yeah, well, I'm hopeful that if, even if the Islanders do win, because their, their time, their series against Boston was actually exciting at times. Mm -hmm. Like they scored a decent amount. So I hope it's not like today. I hope the whole series isn't like today's game. This game was close and competitive and all that, but like, I like goals. I like goals too. I'll give credit though. I, I was pretty entertained by today's game, especially down the stretch. The third period I thought was, was really, really entertaining in that final couple of minutes too. I mean, especially the first half of the power play before Tampa scored their first goal when they were playing six on four. Oh my God. Also, can we just like briefly talk? I cause this has actually been in the news a little bit, but just how ridiculous Tampa's forward corpses and just the, the cap manipulation that's happening right now that is allowing them to ice this roster because that team is so good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> technically it's legal what they did. It is. It is. But it's uh, it's definitely not in the spirit of the salary cap, which I appreciate because I, you know, I, I, I like the idea of a lot of good players playing with each other. Obviously we've seen a lot of Tampa in the past decade. So, you know, I would like to see, I was joking earlier about the parody thing, but now it yeah. feels like is Tampa just going to be here for like five to seven more years. They could be like, even with Stamco slowing down, like Kucherov's not going to slow down point. They have like one of the best defensive forwards in the league in Sorelli. It's kind of unbelievable what they can throw out there. Cause the guys they have that are like, their quote unquote, tough guys, their grinders, bottom six types are like good. They're not lunkheads. They're like Blake Coleman, Barkley Goodrow. Yep. Guys like that. Or, Johnny or this Gord guy. casually yeah. playing like weight on the lineup. Yeah. Who's the guy that just scored in the clinching game against Carolina? Who's Ross Colton? Yeah. That's unbelievable. Who is that guy? <laughs> I think he's just a call up from this year. Yeah. How does a team that drafts like 25th or later every year have so many guys that they can call up? That's ridiculous. And the thing too is we have like, goddamn none and they sell it every deadline or they, they, they buy it every deadline. I should say. 
and they're still able to do this. If the Tampa Bay Lightning drafted Marcus Davidson, he'd probably be in the NHL by now. I'm just kidding, but no, they just wouldn't have drafted him. Yeah, that too. Wow. What a concept drafting the right players. Yeah. Crazy. Couldn't be. You, uh, you see any good, any good flicks lately? Um, I watched Bo Burnham's special. It was really good. I I saw that too. Enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm a big big head. You are, you have always been, you've been for years and admittedly never, it wasn't ever that I didn't like him, but I just never really took the time to like get into him or watch much of his stuff outside of just like clips that I would see here and there, like stuff that maybe even you had shown me over the years, but like that was so good. Like I was laughing my ass off watching it. That, that I would say is probably uh, my favorite new thing I've, I've watched recently. What about you? That's probably my favorite new thing I've watched. Uh, I watched the new Conjuring movie in theaters, even though it was available on HBO Max. I went to theaters. You hear that? Everyone go to theaters. Support. We see in Black small, Widow, by the way. Small local companies like Regal. Um, Black Widow? Yeah, sure. When's that coming right. out? Uh, it's, I texted you about the other day, July. I know, I know but I forgot. <laughs> Friday night, July 9th, I believe. We can, uh, what's it called? I'll get us some tickets. Well, anybody wants to come, Regal Elmwood, July 9th nine we'll, we'll do the nine thirty showing here's the thing though won't it actually come out on thursday night it will but i figured it'd be cool to just go see it on a friday instead okay yeah you're All down right, with me, that let me put that in my calendar right now black widow yeah i'll this buy tickets it's been delayed for like i don't know how long this how long has this been delayed over for? a year over a year it was supposed to come out i believe may 7th was the may 7th 2020 was the original date i think it was going to come out because it had actual trailers in theaters. Oh, yeah. Because right uh, before the pandemic, when I was trying to get in all the Oscar movies, I was at the movies quite a bit in early 2020. So I saw this Black Widow trailer like 60 times, and that was so long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's been on the shelf for a while. That's good. So I'll see that. That's that's the kind of uh, movie that movies need right now. I'm talking about from an actual business perspective, something that uh, bring the cash in, you know, oh, make yeah. movies feel uh, confident about themselves and not close. What – um. Did you watch the first episode of Loki, by the way? I did not. You I didn't know it came out. out. Oh my God, it's so good. It pretty much, without giving away any spoilers, it, like the first episode pretty much sets, sets the stage for like where the next phase of Marvel is probably going to go. Multiverse? Yeah, it's sick. Very, very well done. There's a lot of heart in it. A lot of really good humor. Um, good Owen action. Wilson? Owen Wilson is great in it too. Agent Mobius. Yeah, he's fantastic. And I really, really enjoyed it. I know I say that about most things Marvel these days. Thor the Dark World sucks. There we go. Boom. Even myself out a little bit. But Loki, really, really good first episode. I'm looking forward to the second one coming out on Wednesday. You should definitely watch it beforehand. It come out on Wednesdays now? Yeah, Wednesdays for this one. Yeah. Hmm. What was I going to say? Hmm. Oh. So since there's infinite universes now, there could be maybe room for my vision of a, a romantic story. You might Go not on. talk about the, the listeners do not know. Go on. I'm not going to get too much into it because I don't want to get us uh, fired or whatever. <laughs> podcast network, but it's a story about Captain Marvel and Spider-Man. You, you remember. Can you refresh my memory? No, <laughs> not really. <laughs> you, you sure? Uh, it uh, do you really not remember? I had a great idea. 
<laughs> I she stood outside serious. Kevin Feige's house with two signs. One side was like, listen to my idea. And I yelled about it. And then I had another sign that said, like, I'm actually really nice once you get to know me. Did uh, he come out? No. 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 He was, did you see the thing that he never had heard of the immigrant song before Thor Ragnarok? Stop it. He, he didn't. Taika Waititi said it in an interview. Cause that, that's like the, that's like the big dramatic scene near the end, which is by the way, it's my favorite Marvel movie. And it's the opening scene too. And the opening scene of the movie also. Oh, so these are twice. Yeah. 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 So he, uh, he was like, oh, I, th- I think if we can get it, you know, the rights to it, they'd be cool to play the immigrant song by Led Zeppelin. And he was like, what is that? And then he played it for me. He was like, wow, this is good. Oh, How have you never God. heard that? I don't think Feige's actually a human though. There's no way. How can, yeah, that's, so, that's one of Led Zeppelin's most famous songs. It's one of the you most need to know famous Led American Zeppelin. songs ever. Well, that's I was going to say. You don't even know need to know Led Zeppelin. You, there's just that main vocal riff. Everybody knows that. Oh, yeah. Wow. Also, the song is literally about Odin. <laughs> like <laughs> that's that's true hammer of the gods come on <laughs> wow crazy i can't wait for thor love and thunder they recently uh wrapped up uh filming on that and it looks pretty nuts and apparently there's uh, like everybody is in this movie so lots of cameos uh supposedly on top of all of like the the known ones that are going to be in there Interesting. Mm-hmm. Should be should be good. Did you see those set photos? Natalie Portman's looking jacked. Oh, is she coming back? Yeah, no, that's why. She's like going to be, she becomes oh. Lady Thor, I believe is the name. Oh, is that it, Lady Thor? I think it might be. I could be totally wrong. But no, she's coming back. Yeah, like they pretty much, like Taika Waititi, like wanted to get her back. And I guess that they agree to it on the grounds that they were going to kind of reshape her character a little bit and make her have a little bit more depth and a little bit more interesting. So I'm excited to see her back in it. It should be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's interesting. I don't, I don't know the last time I saw those Thor movies, but I am going to choose not to revisit them. The first one's fine. The second one is definitely not good. The second one is probably the worst Marvel movie I would say. Of like Probably, the, yeah. the MCU recognized Marvel movies because people will be like, oh, Hulk. But like in the actual. No, Hulk is better than that. The Ang Lee Hulk is better than that. I mean, it's a weird aimless movie. Either, but... Well, yeah, but like either way of like the MCU timeline, I think Thor the Dark World is definitely the worst movie. What would you say is uh, the worst? Uh, Endgame. Come on. <laughs> um, I don't know, Thor. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really. I, they didn't i didn't like serious thor they don't think they had a good tone to those movies i don't i didn't either the first one i think that it, it was fine but it just i think by ragnarok it kind of showed the the potential that they had missed out on because even him in the avengers movies was like way better than how he was in his own movies yeah it is jarring to watch the first avengers and be like it's weird he's very serious in all the all the scenes but all, i mean yeah well, that's kind of part uh, of his arc, though. Yeah, he just he got a lot funnier. Like, take himself his... less seriously and becomes more funny. Yeah, more human. So, what do you think of this uh, this meme format popping up from uh, Attack of the Clones? Pretty wild. The rage yeah. of Twitter these days. Everybody's jumping on board with it. What are your thoughts? Do you have any? You know, Attack of the Clones came out 19 years ago. 
Well, everybody, this has been another episode <laughs> of Straight Up Sabres. <laughs> it's wild, isn't it? That's yeah, that's messed up. That's insane. How was your weekend? It was good. I went to a wedding. Which oh yeah, fun. how was that? It's uh, it's good. Shout out Kevin Rogers. Kevin Rogers, great fella. Listener to this and Rick's reviews back in the day. I actually don't think I've ever met Kevin before. Have I? No, and he doesn't live in the Buffalo area. That's what I thought. I, I we're just mutuals on Twitter. I know, but I just don't. I've never actually met him before. Yeah, shout out to Kevin. He shout actually out. got married last year, but he finally got to have a party. Uh, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, great stuff. Him and his his wife Michi, and uh, yeah, it's a good weekend. I'm gonna watch a movie. I think this. Oh, how's this NBA game going? Oh, it's pretty close. Maybe I'll watch the end of that. Actually, you any thoughts on the NBA, real quick? I'm surprised that Phoenix is just steamrolling right now, uh, generally speaking. And in the East, I, I mean, it's probably going to be the Nets. Uh, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? Well, it's 2-2 now in that series, yeah, which is good. Yeah. I don't want the Nets. It's a completely charmless team. Like, they're insanely talented. But, like, I, th- I think you only need to see the, like, completely unbeatable team with three of the best players in the world once. I saw it with the 2017 Warriors. Like mm-hmm. when they went 16 and one in the playoffs, we got it. We got the experience once. It was cool. By 2018, I was sick of them. I wanted LeBron to steamroll them. Didn't happen. The choking Houston Rockets couldn't, couldn't handle them. Couldn't, couldn't hit one of the, like, what was it? 411 threes they missed in a row in the second half of game seven. Yeah. I think couldn't it hold was on to 411. Yeah. Double digit leads in game six or game seven. So thanks for nothing, James Harden. And thanks for nothing a second time, actually, bud. But yeah, so my my thought is that I really like the Suns team. Uh, I like that Chris Paul got a chance. He actually was injured in that for Game Six and Seven of that 2018 Western Conference Finals. Now he's healthy, mm-hmm. ready to go. He's had this really cool second act these past couple of years because he was he was really falling off. He was missing like 15 games a year. He was never quote unquote that guy in the playoffs and now this team's fun bridges booker him well, even think Aiden. about him going to oklahoma city people thought that in that trade the westbrook trade that he was just gonna go there to just wither away pretty much and he led him to the playoffs for one and he <laughs> they were a five seed that yeah. was wild he they were like they got rid of westbrook also terrible trade they traded westbrook and a bunch of or they traded yeah sorry other way around they traded Oklahoma city traded a bunch of, or sorry, Houston traded a bunch of picks with Chris Paul for Westbrook. And Westbrook is almost certainly worse at this point. He's already on another team. So is Chris Paul, which is strange. They're both gone, but people say these are two big, bad contracts just from what you're getting out of them. And Oklahoma city was wanted a tank like they did this year. And Chris Paul's like, no, I'm sorry. Actually, you're the five seed. And we're going to yeah, go to game absolutely. seven and come this close to beating Houston, who made that trade to win a title. Mm-hmm. I love Russell Westbrook, though, I will say. Yeah, he's, he's been know. an entertaining guy to have around uh, these past, like, 13 years, I guess. Wow. Pretty remarkable, too, what him and Beal did this season. Even though Washington ended up being the eighth seed, the fact that at one point, I believe – more than a quarter of the way into the season, their playoff odds were like under 1% and they still managed to roar back. I know the East is always weaker too, but like that was a pretty impressive feat. I'm, I'm curious if they'll run it back with those two or if Westbrook or Beal or both will end up being on new teams by the start of next season. 
So Beal has said that he doesn't want to be traded, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Westbrook, I don't know how many years he has left on that contract. At least one. Yeah. My guess is still both be back. If Beal really doesn't want to be traded, I don't know. I mean, Taylor, what are your thoughts on uh, Damian Lillard going to the Celtics? <laughs> With what cap space, buddy? Once they unload the Kemba contract. Yeah. Who's going to pay for his rheumatoid arthritis treatment? Whoever his new team is. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of teams lining up to take on that Kemba deal. Absolutely. He plays with a lot of snarl. Yeah. Damn. He has the ability to, to snap the ball around. Yes, he does. Kemba, it seemed like a good idea at the time, I guess. But, but also I don't know. Kyrie, yeah. You have the, I mean, they have the ability to figure things out. I always thought they were going to have a weird timeline back like 2017, 18. It's like, well, and so you have Horford, you have Kyrie, you have Hayward and these two young guys. It's like, by the time Tatum is say he's the player they, they hope he turns out to be when he's like going to be good enough to win a title as the best player, he's going to be like 26, which is obviously not happening yet. He's still only 19. Um, And, uh, Brown Brown's obviously very good too, but it's like at that point, Horford, you were going to lose him and he's already kind of washed himself down in Oklahoma city. Hayward that ended up going, no one could expect how bad that was going to go, but like they were never going to be on the same timeline. And that those, that other structure, like if even, even if Irving Hayward and Horford were all able to play nice together with the two younger guys as like supporting pieces, I don't know if that's really a championship team. I think that's Danny Ainge made a lot of Danny Ainge really should. He had, I'm not the first guy to say this. He had to make a trade at some point for, and for a stable star. And he didn't. He, no, had, he just never did. He never got it to the right one. I mean, Boston had all of those picks and assets accumulating. And it was like, okay, this is going to be the summer. He's going to make the big move. Whether it was Paul George or Anthony Davis or any of the other probably eight guys, Kevin Love, I know was put out, was out there as like one of the names too, they were interested in. And it just never seemed to materialize. And I mean, kudos to him because he obviously like what he ended up doing with the Celtics for one with them winning the championship in 08, but also two, I mean, they had made it to the conference finals three of the past four seasons. And one of which was wet was they were severely overmatched and overperformed. So like, Kudos to him. But the fact of the matter is, though, is that he never did anything that made them take that next step at all. So I don't know how Brad Stevens is going to be in a front office role. I'm willing to take a chance on it. I mean, he seems to be like a pretty smart guy. I'm not one of those people who's like those psychos who would say that they would rather have like him over Kawhi or whatever that one funny poll was from a couple years ago. But I think that he's a very smart guy. And I think that I guess I'm, I'm going to trust him. Like it, they, they needed a change of pace from Danny Ainge. So hopefully yeah. Stevens will be able to figure it out for them and they can hire a good coach or something. Yeah. It, it's weird with Ainge because he was the GM, obviously like they had, they did a two year rebuild in the mid two thousands and he got, I don't know if it was impatient or he just saw an opportunity, but he, they traded for Ray Allen like kind of out of nowhere, right before the draft. And it was like, why do they do that? They were the worst team in the league. You're just adding 30 something year old Ray Allen to this terrible team and hoping Pierce is healthy next year and Rondo gets better. What is that? You've there's nothing. And then they, <laughs> this terrible trade for Kevin Garnett, unbelievably bad trade for the Timberwolves. And it's just like, he made awesome. it like, 
yeah. He's like, pull the trigger on that easy. But then the second time he's like, no, let's not make a big trade. Right. I don't understand. They would have been a six seed if, if they didn't have Kevin Garnett. And with Kevin Garnett, they, they won the championship and very nearly won another one. Very close. And he was hurt in 09. In 09, you know, you can't really say one way or the other because he missed that entire playoffs and they still went to seven with Orlando, I think. Yeah, it must have been Orlando they lost to. So it wasn't really till the Heat really got in full swing that the Celtics weren't the favorite in the East. Mm-hmm. And then they still made another conference final in 2012. Yep. Those teams were pretty tough. No, they were great. Unlike these these mentally soft Boston Celtics teams of the, the oh late 10s and early 20s. Disgraceful. Listen, Jason Tatum, he's – I mean, he already is awesome, but he's definitely – well, I, I agree with anybody who would put him in, like, the top three player, top five, I'll say more generally speaking, under 25 players in the league. Top five, huh? Yeah, I would. That makes sense, I think. Because I think I would – let's see, who do we have? Luka is obviously number one. Um, Ooh, is it that obvious, though? Who would you put ahead of Luka? Well, I can't put him ahead. But Luka's one, and I have Zion, too. But Zion, big, big eyeball too, yeah. emojis. I agree. No, I don't disagree. I think Zion is definitely up there, too. I just think, yeah, Tatum is probably pretty firmly in, in the top five. Yeah, he's he's got to be. I mean – I can't even think of who else. I mean, I'm sure I'm forgetting someone right now. I mean, got it. You got to shout out Patrick Williams, the Chicago <laughs> Bulls, of course. I assume he's under 25. No, no, no Patrick Williams. So I wow. said no, duh. Of course. Oh. <laughs> I probably I take him over Luca probably. Oh, I mean, well, you got to take it under consideration. We haven't seen him in the playoffs yet. You, you don't know what what he could be like in action. That's true. Right, I'm looking at the league right now. No one on the Sixers is under 20. Whoa, is Ben Simmons under 25? I think so. Yeah. But, I mean, I think I would take Tatum over him, like, 100%. I don't know. You would take Ben Simmons over Jason Tatum? I don't know. Mm, I do prefer scorers, actually. Like, once you're going to get down to it, like, a guy that can get you 50 in a game, like, that's very helpful. Simmons is such a unique skill set, though. That's, oh no, I don't disagree. It's tough to get around. Like he's you know, his ability, to, like pass drive and play defense. It's like a skill set from another era. Well, it's at least close. Yeah, yeah. Brooklyn has no no one obviously in that conversation. Milwaukee, Giannis is over twenty five. The Knicks, R.J. Barrett, no, okay. Oh, Trey Young, Trey Young's yeah, got to be in that conversation. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, he has to be in there. No one in my man. People in the offseason this past early NBA season did not want to trade Tyler Hero for James Harden. Can you believe that? Dumb, insanely dumb. Yeah. Oh, Lamelo Ball is an interesting one. Yeah. No, he's really good. Incredible rookie year. Yep. Uh oh, Donovan Mitchell too. He's definitely up there. He's only twenty four. He's only twenty four. Yeah. I'm surprised to hear that. I thought he went to four years of college, but nope. Devin Booker too. Oh, it feel Devin Booker feels like he should be so much older, but yeah, no, he's 24. he's only twenty five. He's twenty four. Wow. Yep. He's been around for so long. Yep. I mean, there's other. I, there's a lot of good young talent. I mean, Jalen Brown. Obviously, he's not at the level of those guys, but he's also very good, and he's twenty four. 
uh John Morant I mean he's 21 and he's pretty awesome De'Aaron Fox is 23 I believe and he's really good Jamal Murray who's been hurt for the Nuggets too that's a I mean that's a huge loss for them for the for the year but yeah interesting yeah that's about I think that's about it I don't think there's anyone else we're forgetting your favorite player Carl Anthony Towns is he only 24 25 oh he's 25 he played with Booker at uh Kentucky that undefeated team Mm -hmm. towns I like towns like Mm -hmm. he seems like a good guy and all that and he plays hard but like people it's gonna be lost to history but in 2016 early 2017 people were saying if you were gonna start a franchise with one player it would be Carl Anthony Towns I might have been one of those people but it was not an uncommon take like over Anthony Davis at that time and that seems nuts now that seems insane he wouldn't be the one of the top 30 players probably Timberwolves. They just, man, I hope they don't, they don't get too bad to Anthony Edwards. I hope not. He seems like he's going to be really fun though. Yeah. He already is really fun, but. I like that he's, um, he's a pretty funny guy. He seems to not really care about basketball that much. Not like in a sports writer, like move my finger away, but he he openly said like he wanted to be an NFL player, but he was good enough to go number one in the NBA draft. So I guess that didn't, he had to change plans. Right, right. What a hard, hard decision to make. Oh, oh darn. Can't be in the NFL, so I'll just go be the uh, number one overall pick in a league where I'm going to end up getting paid more, have less likely of a chance to get injured, and will more likely be a superstar. Yeah, it's not like even like he was picking like baseball where it's like a big risk. To, you know, you might not even ever get to baseball, and once you do, no one even knows who you are, even if you're the best player in the league. But like – the NBA, you get to be pretty famous and his second contract, pretty much no matter what he does is going to be incredible. Well, not no matter what he does, but if he just yeah, keeps pretty much points, no matter what he does. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's guys that get drafted. Well, yeah, not first overall picks though. I mean, Fultz I mean. even gets decent money, but I mean, if he, if he averages like 20 a game and like eight to 10 rebounds and a few assists and whatever through his first like three years, he's just, he's going to be making more money than like Michael Jordan made in his entire career by the time he's 24, 25. Deladova getting, what did he get? Like a $60 million contract? 38 over- million. And he, I would say is one of the worst guys to ever play in the NBA finals. He's terrible. Those, those Cavs teams loved him though. LeBron's like the worst GM ever. What's he's, that? LeBron, he is such a bad GM. I know he's like, try to do that player GM thing he's been doing for like a decade he's so bad at it well I mean also I think part of that is just Cleveland's front office not being good enough either yeah but he wanted Del Dadova to get that contract he wanted Tristan do you think of Tristan Thompson 85 million dollars oh no no, I'm I'm talking about he wanted Del Dadova to play on Cleveland that's why they like he was there I was talking to give him that contract yes but one of the reasons why they couldn't get Delta Dova back, which was a blessing in disguise, is because they gave Tristan Thompson like 85 million. They gave Amon Shumpert absurd money. They gave J.R. Smith was not a bad contract. I mean, it's not someone I would rely on. Yikes. But yeah. he was good and he played his role. But like LeBron like liked Delta Dova. He liked James Jones being around for some reason. Yeah. On all weird. these teams. Crazy. Strange stuff. And he likes Contavious Caldwell Pope. That's another one. Interesting. So pretty sad that baseball got canceled this year, but we'll get back after it in 2022. (laughs) 
so I don't have any thoughts on uh, that's okay. All right. Any other thoughts you would like to share before we sign off for the day? Uh, no. All right, everybody. Well, thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of straight up Sabres, which is presented by the hockey podcast network and Buffalo fanatics. This episode and all of our episodes this season have been brought to you by DraftKings. So as we had mentioned at the top of the episode, make sure you're using our promo code THPN at checkout for exciting deals. If you're in New York state for daily fantasy, and if you are of course out of the state and somewhere where full sports betting is legal, then just go crazy with it, but still use that promo code THPN. We will be back with a new episode on Thursday, but in the meantime, we hope you all have a great rest of your week. Make sure you're checking out, the Hockey Podcast Network, and Buffalo Fanatics on their respective social media platforms, websites, and streaming platforms. And make sure you're doing the same for us as well, Straight Up Sabres, and make sure you're subscribed to us on whatever your streaming platform of choice is. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Once again, like we said before, we will talk to you on Thursday. This has been Straight Up Sabres. Straight Up Sabres.